Yo, Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. I hope you guys are doing well on this nice, beautiful day. So check this out, man. After the whole college enrollment scam podcast, I decided to reflect. I decided to look inside myself and reach down in my past and see what kind of scams and things I have pulled, right? So I'm going to tell a couple of stories. The first one is about a scam I pulled when I was in seventh grade. The year was 2002, and I remember it like yesterday. There was a dance at my middle school called the fifth grade coming up dance because there was a elementary school that was across the street from my middle school. So every year, my middle school would have a fifth grade coming up dance. And that was to celebrate the fifth graders that were going to be in sixth grade at my school the next year. So they would basically set up the auditorium and play music and have drinks for them and, you know, uh, chips and cookies and snacks and things like that. Right. They will have all that good stuff set out for him. It just so happens that day I had detention for some bullshit along with a friend of mine. We both had detention. So our detention duties were to set up for that dance. We setting up the tables and the chairs and the snacks and a punch bowl. And after all of that, we talked to the dude that's orchestrating the, det- the detention or watching over the, the people or whatever. And it's time to go. He like, all right, everything's set up, music, everything. All right, cool. You guys are good to go. On the way out, we see two kids. We see two kids as we leave in a school and they're walking into the school. They're, you know, they're obviously fifth graders and they're coming in and we're like, they're like, hey, man, um, do you know where they're having a dance at? We're like, oh, they're having it at the auditorium. It's that way. And we point them into the right direction and we stop them like, wait, but you have to pay five dollars. And they're like, yeah, we know. I'm like, no, you have to pay us five dollars. It was five dollars to get into the dance, but it wasn't us that was meant to take the money. They would have paid that at the auditorium or when they got into the school or whatever. Right. So these kids reach out, reach in their pockets, give us $5. I get a five. My homeboy gets like five ones or whatever it was, right? On the way home, we stop at the ice cream truck. Oh man, we big spending. Big spending at the ice cream truck. You got to remember, this is 2002. This is before the price went up. This is 2002. So with $5 at the ice cream truck, you can buy the goddamn truck. Like you give him $5, he could give you the keys to the truck. You can do what you want with it. That's how cheap shit was. So we getting push up pops and chips and popcorn and lucas and gum and all that good shit right suckers we go to my house we eat them whatever catch you tomorrow bro all right peace i get to school the next day i had pe i had pe first period so i'm in a locker room i'm swapping out cool i put my clothes on my pe clothes on and i head down to you know the um the blacktop where you know we wait for the teachers and what we gonna do today and all that the teacher pulls me to the side. He said, hey, they want you in the office. I kind of in the back of my head knew what it was for, but I'm like, you know, they they probably just going to ask me about it. They don't know shit about it. I kind of knew what it was for. So I go back to the PE locker room. I swap out into my regular street clothes and I head into the PE. I, I head into the to the principal's office, not the office, not the principal's office, but like the. You know, the regular office where the principal's office is, the counselor's office is, the, the nurses, you know, into that main office. And soon as I open the door, the buddy that I put the scam with, he's sitting directly to the left and he can't even make eye contact with me. He's just looking down. So I figure like, oh, bro, you know, they got you, whatever. I, I don't know what's going on. And soon as I come in, the counselor's like, hey, he's a Jamaican dude. Oh, I've been waiting for you. Come on, come on, come on. Like he's waving me into the office. So I go into the office. He's like, have a seat. He sits down. He's like, hey, your boy already told us everything that happened. He already told us. He already told on you. Now, mind you, 
School started at 8. It is about 8.10. So in my head, I'm calculating. Okay, it took them five minutes to get him from his class. And it took that nigga five minutes to tell on me. To tell on me. Because they, because what the counselor told me, he said, okay, the boys that came yesterday, they said it was two boys. And they recognized your friend. And your friend had on a certain clothes. So when they talked to the, the dude that was holding the detention, they asked him about these clothes. And the dude is like, yeah, you know, um, such and such was wearing that. And that was my friend, right? So the next day, early in the morning, they called my friend into the office. And obviously, he spilled all the beans and told him everything and told him how much we took and everything, right? So the counselor is telling me all this. And he's like, you might as well, you know, just whatever, you know, you're going to get suspended. You know, you're going to have to get the money back, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just letting you know that he told us everything already. Like, there's no need to hear your side of the story, bro. Like, your friend done told on you. So I'm like, all right, I get five days suspension. He gets three days suspension. The nigga told on me so he could skip two days of suspension. Like, they still going to call your house. You probably still going to get your ass whooped. You still got to pay back that $5. But the only thing is you get two less days. You snitched on me for two less days, bro. You snitched on me for two less days. So anyway, we sitting down. Counselor's like, hey, after this, I know how it goes. I don't want to hear nothing about you approaching him or him approaching you. Like whatever however cool y'all was that's that's done like i guess he didn't want me to fight him because he snitched on me and he was basically like if you touch him or y'all touch each other or whatever y'all both getting expelled so after that you know you can't it's, it's, it's like a like a restraining order in 2002 it's like a restraining order in seventh grade because i damn sure would have whooped his ass if i was given a green light or if i saw him on a walk home or whatever but they called our parents to pick us up so a guy comes and picks him up, waves him out, signs him out, signs the little suspension slip or whatever, and takes him, right? Takes takes my friend or ex-friend, whatever you want to call it. So I'm waiting on my dad. And all through my mind, I'm just like, I'm about to get my motherfucking ass whooped. Because my dad didn't play that shit. He didn't play, man. My He didn't play. He was a disciplinarian. I would have been better if they would have called my mom. My mom would have told my dad... But I would have had a chance to jump in front of it. Now my dad coming to pick me up. He gets to hear what happened from the school. Like he gets to hear what happened from the counselor. As soon as my dad comes into the office, the counselor is like, hey, sir. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. And the counselor, he, he pumped it up, man. The counselor added extras on it. He, he fucking, he went, he jumped out the window. He was like, hey, man, you know, I got to talk to your son all the time. He never listens. I be having to tell him to stop doing this, stop doing that. Like he's telling bold faced lies. And during his lie, I smack my lips. I just go. And the counselor's like, see, see, that's what I got to deal with. That's what I got to deal with. And my dad is like, bro, smack your lips again. I'm slap the shit out. You. And the counselor's like, yeah, yeah, he does that. all." like the counselor wants to see my dad assault me in his office, bro. My, the counselor wants to see my dad fuck me up. He is like trying to push an ass whooping on me in his office. And this is 2002. You got to remember. Like they would accept shit like that. They would ex accept you get slapped, slapped in the head, getting your ass whooped at school. They accepted that. Now they call, you know, protective services on the parents and get the parents arrested and get the kid taken away, all type of shit. But you got to remember, this is the early 2000s. Like ass whooping at the school was welcome. It was welcome because 
it's set a precedent for other kids like oh or we we'll let your parents come whip your ass like that's that's what we will do so my dad takes me to the car right we we walking out he signed the suspension papers and all that i got five days had to get the money back my dad gave him a little punk ass five dollars so five day suspension and I tried to play it up so bad. I tried to draw tears. I tried to be, oh man, my friend, he betrayed me, man. He was a good friend. Why would he throw our friendship? I tried to play that angle. I tried to play, why would he do that to me, man? We were such friends. My dad ain't by it. Soon as we got in the car, my dad slapped the shit out of me. Slapped me in the head so fucking hard. Like I'm not playing, bro. Like, oh man. So I did it for five days come back feeling like you know like everybody done heard about it by now so i got a little bit more stripe a little bit more rap to it a little bit you know i'm a little bit more colder more meaner i got some strike on my name you know got a little resume on me feel like i'm fresh out of prison but i see the dude i see my friend or the dude that snitched on me whatever you want to call him and i know i can't do nothing to him so I just make it known that he's a snitch. Anytime I see him with people, anytime I see him with a girl, with a new group of friends, trying out for a team, talking to a teacher, talking to the nurse, walking home, getting something from the ice cream truck at the store, wherever and whenever I see him, I just used to yell, snitch. And this went on to, till high school. Cause in that little triangle, it was an elementary school, it was the middle school, and then it was a high school. And I took that shit all the way to like 11th grade. I took it until I got kicked out of high school. I went to, I got kicked out of high school and in, in, in my mid 11th grade in the second semester of 11th grade. And I was still yelling it every time I seen him from some shit he did in 2002, from some shit he did when we was in seventh grade. I was still yelling it four or five years later, just because just on GP. And if you don't know what GP is, that's general principle, just for the principle of the whole thing. Like I'm gonna call you a snitch. And even if I seen him today, I'm going to say it in front of his kids. I'm going to say it if he married in front of his wife. I'm going to say it in front of his dad, his mom, whatever. I want you to go home and get some questions. If I see you in Walmart in the checkout line and you got your family with you and I say snitch, hey, hey, that man is a snitch. He a snitch. I want you to have to go in the car and explain why I called you a snitch. I want you to have to go sit down in the car about to start it up and the kids say, hey, why did that man say that to you? Or your wife says, hey, why did that man call you a snitch? And I need you to fucking answer. I need that man to answer. To say, hey, you know, back in 2002, seventh grade, uh, we had took some money from some fifth graders. I need that to happen, bro. To make shit right, you know? To rectify the situation. But I'm going to tell one more story, right? This is when I was in seventh grade as well. I don't know why I was wild in the seventh grade. I think because I had moved from the projects to kind of the suburb. So all my project mentality went with me to the suburbs. In the suburbs, it was just a, like a lot of easy picking, a lot of little cool scams and licks. And people was kind of oblivious to it. When you live in the projects, people know the game. People know not to do certain shit, not to leave things certain places. And you, it's a good chance you're going to get your ass whooped or killed if you get caught doing some fuck shit in the projects. But out here... In the suburbs, you know, it ain't really, you know, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing to steal this, take this, rob this. You know, it ain't nothing. But I'm going to tell one more story. So I'm in seventh grade once again. Like I said, I'm in PE. Like I said, I had PE first period. This is the same year, baby. This is a scam, scam, scammy year. All right. So everyone had, had lockers in PE. Some people didn't. 
And those people used to put their clothes into their backpacks and just put their backpacks against the wall or whatever. So one day I'm seeing people do this and I get the bright idea. I'm going to lag back. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to kill some time. I'm going to take a long time getting into my PE clothes. And then I waited until everyone left the PE locker room to go to PE. And I searched someone's backpack. I went into their pants. I found $5. And I'm like, cool. Put the pants back. Zipped it back. That's my little come up. That's my little scam. Spent that money at lunch. Brought some uh, honey buns and all that good shit they used to have before um, Michelle Obama took all the good shit out to schools. Bought a fruitopia. All that good stuff they used to have, right? Then, the next day, I do two backpacks. You know, $3 here, $4 here. Okay, cool. You know, that, you know, get to get a little bit of money, a little bit of scam, scam, scam me, a little scammy scam. Ain't never hurt nobody. The next day I say, fuck it. I'm going balls to the wall. There's going to be some Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13, Oceans 14 shit. This is going to be some monumental shit. So like I said, one day I come to PE late. Everybody in the locker room pretty much already dressed and headed out. I take my time swapping out. I go to the, I go, I go, I go use the bathroom. I go wash my hands. I'm still just moseying around, acting like I'm doing something. Once everybody leaves, I go on the rampage. I start going through backpacks, searching backpacks. All right, this dude got five dollars. Next backpack. All right, this dude got three dollars. Next backpack. This dude got two dollars. Next backpack. Dude got six dollars. Backpack. I just keep going from backpack to backpack to backpack to backpack, cleaning out the pockets, change dollars. I'm taking everything. When it was all said and done, it came out to about 50, maybe $60, right? All added together. Because you got to remember, this is middle school, seventh grade. So people just got lunch money. It's not $10, 20 50s. Nah, it's, you know, it's a couple of dollars here, $5 bill here, some change here, et cetera, et cetera. So PE is about to end. Like I spent the whole period in the locker room searching backpacks. I spent the whole period. So I take the money. I put it in my sock under my foot. And... I open the PE, I open the locker room door. Like, and then I come in and I act like I'm swapping out. Everybody else starts to come in slowly, you know, once, you know, everybody's coming in to change into the street clothes. And slowly you just hear the roar build the building. You just hear the anger building across the locker room. It's just, it just gets louder and louder. The PE teacher comes running out like, hey, what's going on? And some dude is like, hey, you know, someone went in my backpack and stole all my stuff, stole my money. And then, you know, another dude is like, yeah, me too. Another dude is, yeah, me too. And I'm like, I had to throw him off that I did it. So I'm like, yeah, I did it too. I don't know. I did. Yeah. No, not not I did it. But I was like, yeah, they did it to me too. I got it too. Somebody stole from me too, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the PE teacher is frantic. Everybody, oh, he's, somebody stole from me. Somebody stole from me. I got stolen. I got robbed. So I make out like a bandit. They didn't search people, which is fucking odd. Cause you, cause usually they would have all the boys just stay in there. They would close the doors and they would have like the resource officers or school security come and search lockers and search backpacks and take off your socks and the money better appear in the next 10 minutes or somebody's getting expelled. Like shit like that, right? They didn't do it. They let us all go. I had about 50, $60 in my sock. So I don't spend none at lunch. Like I'm playing it smart, bruh. I'm playing it smart. I don't spend none at lunch. I spend a little bit at the ice cream truck, but I do it every day. I do it in small increments. My mom go to the store. I'm going to take and spend about $3, buy some, some chips and, you know, shit like that. I'm, you know, I'm just slowly, you know, it's not like 
I went and just splurged. It's not like I oh I got $50, then I went and bought $50 worth of shit from the from the uh from from the lunch line. Like, no, I played it smart, man. I had to. And one other thing I didn't do, I didn't take electronics. I didn't take phones. I didn't take the they had the little razors out back then. I didn't take none of that. I didn't take the Game Boys. I didn't take the Walkmans, the CD players. I mean, I didn't take none of that. Because I can explain how I got the money. I could say I found it. I could say I could say I found it on the floor. I could say, you know, whoever that stole the money probably got nervous and threw it out. I found it though. So I'm gonna keep like I can explain if I'm caught with the money. I could think of some lie on why I have it. I can't explain why I have this kid's phone in my backpack. I can't explain why I have his CD player in my backpack. I can't explain why I have his Game Boy in my backpack. So I didn't touch the electronics. I just left them. So after that, they had a new rule. One of the PE teachers had to stay after all the kids got dressed out. They had to stay after all the kids were in the PE locker room. They had to stay until everyone left the locker room. And they escorted the last student out. Then they locked the door behind them. So if you were late, you had to go down to where the PE uh, the PE teachers were. Get a PE teacher. They will walk you up to the locker room. And they will stay in there until you're dressed out. And then they will lock the door again. Like They changed the whole system based on me. Based on me. They still have that system going today, I hear. Based on me, they changed everything. And, you know, I take that. I, I used to take that as a little badge of honor. Like, damn, they really changed the whole little get down because I stole $50. And, I, you know, it's, cra- it's crazy, man. So when I was talking about scams on the other podcast, I was like, damn, I hit some scams, too, man. But these are the scams I was doing. They was low level five dollars for the school dance and, you know, $50 coming out backpacks. I ain't I ain't juking the system. I ain't doing federal charges. These ain't conspiracy cases I had. I ain't have none of that crazy shit these people got. But I did do a little scam, scam, scam. You know, a scam, scam never hurt nobody. You know, those people that got that little $5, $3, $2 taken, they probably don't even, they don't even remember that no more. I do, because I remember I parlayed with that shit every chance I got. Just enough to get what I wanted, but not enough to draw suspicion, baby. That's just how I had to play it. But this is the Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. Peace.